theyeshiva.net. Let me begin with the famous Mishnah and Perkeyavas. Before Shavuos, we learned Perkeyavas. Everybody knows the Mishnah. Amr Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov said that Hamahalech Bederech, if somebody is traveling on the road, he's learning. Person stops his learning and says, How beautiful is this tree? How gorgeous is this landscape? It's as though he placed his life in danger. And the commentators struggle with this. What did the man do? He was traveling. He was taking a hike. He was going on the, traveling on the road. And he was learning Torah. Omafsik, he stops his learning. What does he do? He extols the beauty of the tree. But one second. The Chazal were masakin certain brachas on nature. At the end of Masech the Brachas, Perik Tess of Brachas, they speak about Haroya Hayama Godl. There's blessings for the rainbow and blessings for lightning and blessing for thunders and blessing for Haley's Comet, for flying star and blessings for, ter- for certain types of creatures and blessings for mountains and blessings for mounds, Horimogvoyas. That's nature. David Amelech was a member of Sanhedrin and yet many chapters of Tehillim are dedicated to the extraordinary Miracles we call nature. We just said this today in Barchinav Shika Pitl Kov Dalad of Tehillim. And I was davening on my porch today because there's no minion right here. And uh, he has there an expression. What's his expression? David Amalek says, and I quote, Aleim Oif Hashemayim Yishkoin. So Rashi says, on the springs, the birds dwell. Rashi says, from between the branches, you can hear the chirping sounds of the birds. As I was saying, there was a tree with a bunch of birds were chirping. It was a very special moment. It was like you don't get this usually when you're in a building, right? The silver lining of davening during Corona. David HaMelech extols. Don't take these things for granted. The makeup of every living organism. The ability of every living, living organism to function, to procreate, to survive to create a new generation, to enhance its environment. Every tree, every shrub, every atom, every molecule, every grain of sand, every blade of grass can show you and demonstrate to you the divine. It's all a manifestation of the divine energy. So a Jew is learning, and he stops his learning, and he tells his son, they were discussing a sugya, mesechta babakama, or Baba Metziah, or Baba Basra, or Mesech Tabrachis, or Shabbos, or Megillah, or Zvachim. And he says, wow, 
Look at the Rebbeinu Shalom's world. Look how beautiful this tree is. Look how beautiful this landscape is. You put your soul in danger. Why? When the Chazal made brachas, when David HaMelech does this, when they themselves do it in so many Midrashim, and so many Gemaras, and so many Sfarim. My dearest friends, the answer is very simple and very profound. And you have to remember one word. It says, Amahalech Bederech. He was traveling on the road, Vishayne, he was learning, Umafsik Bemishnasai. He interrupted his learning, Vaimir, and he says, Manoe Ilonze, Manoe Nirz, how beautiful is this tree, how beautiful is this landscape. For this person, celebrating nature is an interruption of Libudatayra. For him, there are two separate realities. There's the reality of Torah in the base Medrash. And then there's the reality of nature, of science, of physics, of biology, of astronomy, of cosmology, of geology, of history, of geography, and of technology. Two separate worlds. Till now I was learning, now I interrupt my learning, and now let's talk about the extraordinary phenomena we call nature. Wow. Look at this Grand Canyon. Look at this wonderland. Look at this reef. Look at this landscape. Look at this tree. Look at this bird. It's not mafsik me It's all an extension of Torah. It's all a continuum of Torah. All of nature is a manifestation of the Rebbeinu Shalom's light. Every human being is a manifestation of Hashem's presence in this world. Especially a Jewish soul is a chelik elikami mal mamish. What's the mafsik b'mishnasa? On the contrary, the Zoyar says, Kuchabrichu istakal b'iraisu bora alma. Hashem looked into Torah and based on the Torah, He created the world. The Medrash Rabbah says in the beginning of Bereshis, V'aya etzlei amayn, you never, a contractor does not build a home without blueprints. The architect must draw blueprints and then the contractor uses those blueprints and based on the blueprints, he knows exactly how to build a home. So the Medrash Rabbah says, Hashem built the world based on blueprints. It's called diftirois. And what are those blueprints, says the Medrash Rabbin, the beginning of Bereshis? That's Torah. Torah is the blueprint of creation, which means, in other words, that there's no phenomenon in the world that doesn't first originate in Torah. And it also means that there's nothing in the world that Torah doesn't give perspective on, commentary on. In fact, if you want to really understand the nature of a home, you got to look at the blueprints. Because if it was built the way it was supposed to be built... It's all in the blueprints. There's nothing in the home that you won't find in the blueprint. And if you know how to study the blueprint, you can appreciate the true reality of the home. Of course, you have to know how to read the blueprint. And therefore, So what's this mafsik say? The tragedy of this person is that he or she makes a divide. There's a polarization in my life. There's a dichotomy, a split. There's the world of holiness, the world of Kedusha. And then there's the world of Choyl, the world of the mundane. But as I once heard from my Rebbe, where is Mesech Techulin? 
Mesechta Chulin is also in Kotchem. Where's the Mesechta of Chulin and Mishnayis? In which Seder? In Seder Kotchem. To teach us as by Ayid is Chulin Oich Adin in Kotchem. By a Jew, Chulin is also part of Kotchem. Chulin is a gather, it's a din, it's a part, it's an extension of kotchim. Every component of the, our life is kotchim. It's one, it's harmonious, it's connected. Yes, there is kotchim and there is chulin, but even by a, by a Jew, even chulin is an extension of kotchim. Or to use the expression of the Mishnah in Chagigia and many other places, chulin shenasu al taras Brings me now to what we call today technology. There's no question since coronavirus, even people who deemed all technology treif, also not kosher, completely not befitting for a Jewish home. The reality is that most schools, or at least so many schools, are using technology today. Some are still using the telephone, but by the way, the telephone was also technology, was also a revolution. Whether it's Zoom, whether it's the internet, whatever you're watching right now, any form or fashion, but so many schools and so many homes today are using technology. And here it's so important to bring out two points. Now it may sound like these two points are opposite points, but they're really not opposite. They're really one and the same. And I want you to tune in and be sensitive to the subtlety of this dual message that I'm going to present, which sounds sometimes paradoxical, but really when you think about it, will converge into a seamless whole based on our insight about Mafsik Mishnah. On one hand, you have to understand the following principle. The Mishnah says also in Pirkei the same Mahalach kol mashabara kodesh baruch Whatever Hashem made in this world, He made for His glory, which means there's nothing in the world that exists which doesn't have one purpose, and that is to reveal godliness in the world. Every single development, every single scientific development, every single medical development, every single technological development, every phenomenon in nature, every phenomenon in history, Anything that Hashem created in our world, big or small, minuscule or gigantic, its sole purpose is that through this, Hashem, the oneness of Hashem in our world should be revealed. That's the purpose. The Briskerov, I was reading the other day, a Sefer on Chumash, a Pirish on Chumash Bereshis, from Reb Meir Soloveitchik. So he quotes there his father, the Brisker of Reb Volvola Brisker, Hagar Nebitzchuk Ze'ev HaLevi Soloveitchik Ze'echet Tzadik Levrocha. And he said these words, I think he said it in the name of his father, Reb Chaim. I think. And he said as follows, Se'noch nishta reingeklappt geworden atschwok in der Welt, was es nicht beschwil ha-teure u beschwil Yisrael. When Rashi says the first word in Chumash, Bereshis, Bishvil HaTayro, Bishvil Yisrael, the purpose of creation is for Torah and the Jewish people. So he said, a nail was not knocked in anywhere in the world that ultimately does not have that purpose. That through this, godliness should be revealed in the world. 
It's a very profound statement. When you're talking about a koyach adir, a tremendous power in our planet that they discovered recently. For example, electricity. Extraordinary. For thousands of years, nobody knew about electricity. Just like nobody knew about a virus. Microscopic. Who knew about a virus? But the electricity, when it was discovered and they can harness its power, it literally changed the world. The power of computer. The power of transmitting way radio waves. And today, the power of internet. These are powers and gifts that the Rebbeinu Shalolim embedded in his world. It took thousands of years to discover, but they weren't invented. They were discovered and harnessed. What's the purpose? One thing. The purpose of every single component of the internet is one thing. The Navi says in Yeshaya Perikir Aleph that Mashiach, the Geul is coming is when the earth, the land, the world will be filled with divine knowledge like water covers the sea. The purpose of the internet is that Torah should be spread to every single corner of the world, uniting the entire world. That's the purpose. The purpose is to be able to connect humanity to connect civilization, to connect ultimately the whole world by spreading far and wide and close and near Dvar Hashem Zu Halacha and the expression of the Gemara. The purpose of it is that the voice of Torah, the voice of goodness, the voice of holiness should ultimately be able to saturate every single human being living on this planet as a preparation for the great moment when the Navi says, Az Or as Rashi says in Parshas Veschana, what is the meaning of the word Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? Says Rashi. Very interesting Rashi. People don't know this. Shema Yisrael. Listen Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. The Hashem who today is Elokeinu, he's ours. One day he's going to be one. It's going to be one for everybody. Every living organism, the Navi says, So what's the whole tachlis? What's the mission statement? What's the raison d'etra of technology and the internet? That godliness, elokus, kedusha, purity, Torah, mitzvahs, avas Hashem, avas Torah, avas Yisrael, achtos Yisrael. The truth of Torah. Its echo should resonate in the entire world. That's its purpose. When I use the internet for anything but this purpose, it's not just I'm not doing myself a favor. I'm actually betraying the very energy of Hashem that is sustaining the internet. Because every phenomenon in this world, every kayak in this world is just a manifestation of Hashem. I am literally taking advantage of a divine energy and misusing it. And misplacing it. So we have to remember when we speak about all of technology in its truest sense, it's one expression of Ein Oid Mulvadai. Don't separate it from Torah. Don't be Mafsit Mishnah. The whole world belongs to Hashem. Every Koyach is here to be able 
to spread Yiddishkeit and to spread goodness in each community according to its capacity. Ooh, but here we always have to remember something. Like every great energy in the world, it can be used in different ways. Take atomic energy. Atomic energy is incredible. When science discovered the ability, the power of a single atom, when you split a single atom, who imagined that such a tiny reality, which you can't even see with your eye, should be able to change the world? Atomic energy can be used to light up the world. can also be used, Khalila, to destroy millions of people. Every tremendous kayak in the world can be used in different ways, and the same exact is true with the internet. The internet could be used to bring people together, to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit in unprecedented ways. It allows some of us to give a shear in our home in Muncie, New York, and be heard by hundreds and sometimes by thousands and sometimes by tens of thousands of people the world over. It allows us sometimes to send out a message and within a few hours it goes viral, viral Milosian virus and hundreds of thousands and sometimes millions of people can be touched, can be inspired, can be uplifted, can be mesmerized and can be invigorated. Kvaldik, awesome. But you and I have to remember there's another side to it. Because of the Kayach Abkhiri, the ability of choice, I could take this Kayach and use it in very, very unproductive ways and sometimes in very destructive ways. And this is where we all have to be very, very cautious. The first thing we have to remember is there's something called gaming addiction. People become addicted to screens. There's something else. Even if not gaming addiction, people become addicted to WhatsApps. They become addicted to the web. They become addicted, they sit in front of screens and it push it damages the brain. And I'm talking even adults. There are adults, mommies and tatis and zadis and bubbies who can sit on the couch for hours and hours and hours on the phone. It's simply not healthy, even from a neurological and emotional perspective, especially young people growing up. It takes many away from a social life, from social interactions, from normal communications, from normal connections. Sometimes it dulls our creativity. People, are, kids are not going outside to play even without the problem of Corona. I'm not thinking of things to do. I'm not stimulating myself. I don't develop new talents, new ideas, new insights. Why? I have this tremendous attraction. The screen pulls me with an intense gravitational pull and it simply dulls so many people's talents and resources and creativity besides the fact that it could be such a waste, waste of time. And then there is a whole other component. The other component is not comfortable to talk about, but that is that there are so many possibilities for young people, men and women, to get pulled down by immodest websites that literally change their brain and that becomes such a painful reality because they didn't mean bad. There was a pop-up. They went here by mistake. A friend sent them something. And then they see certain images and they get swept up. They get caught into it. And it becomes an addiction. And it becomes a very fast, exciting temptation. Now people stumble and we could come back. But what often happens is I go back and I go back and I go back. And after a while, I can't return anymore because I am so connected. I am so addicted. 
Now, a person can always do tshuva and always come out, but here's the challenge. Our brain creates neural pathways where these images and this type of immodest conduct become so ingrained in us. And some of these people get older and they get married. And for them to get out of this situation becomes excruciatingly painful. And fine, beautiful, innocent young men and young women who were 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, etc., by mistake, inadvertently, Beshoigagabainas got caught up in this addiction of what's called pornography or things that are not sneers. And it often damages them in such a profound way. Now, if this happened to you, there are many, many professionals who can help you get out of it. It's not like you're stuck for life. The moment there is awareness and there is a will, there's a tremendous way out. Chas v'shalom to give up. But we, responsible adults, have to do everything we can to protect ourselves and our loved ones from all of this phenomenon. So the first thing is, one has to be very, very careful in terms of appropriate filters, appropriate limitations for children, for teenagers, for young adults, for older adults. The second thing is, even with every good filter in the world, you have to make sure that there are limits. During meal times, no phones. When you take a walk with your spouse, no looking at the phone. When you're davening, no phone. When you're learning with your child, no phone. We need times when we're just together, person to person, face to face, heart to heart, soul to soul. You cannot allow technology to take over your life and own you. You have to own it. It cannot own you. And it's a sign, it's a big test for everybody. Trust me, for everybody, for all of us, even people who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, sometimes just get caught up into it for hours on end, and it's very, very addictive. And it's so important to have limits. It's so important to know how to put away screens, how to shut things down. People can talk to each other, argue with each other, sing together, dance together, daven together, learn together, play together, have fun together, joke together, and just bond together as a family. This is extremely, extremely important. Now, my dearest friends, you're going to ask me, how does this fit in with the first half of my presentation? It works together. Every kayach that Hashem put into this world, you have to know how to utilize it. And I'll tell you something, the greater the blessing, the greater the challenge. Kol HaGadol Mechaveri, the Gemara says in Sukkah, Yitzra Yoyser Gadol. Things that have more power to create good, also have more power to create the opposite of good. Zeh, Le'um Zeh, Asel So it's not a contradiction. This is a tremendous Kayach. When it's used for the true purpose of why we're here in the world, it's an incredible positive power. I am not a fan of those who say, that, and I don't agree that internet is inherently evil. It's mummish inherently evil. I don't think it's the right or the true thing to say because I think every single office of every single yeshiva that I know of uses some level of internet. And every mechabah svarim today for research day or their shamash or the printer or somebody is using internet. So it's not fear. It would be hypocritical if I would tell you internet is evil and then I'm giving a shear that's transferred, that's passed on through the internet right now. We have to be honest with ourselves and honest with our children. You can't say something is evil, and yet everybody is Moira Hetter to use it, even just to get the delivery to the yeshiva. So how evil is it if the Bachim are eating food based on an internet delivery? We have to be very honest about it. 
There's a tremendous blessing here. There's tremendous opportunity here. A lot of businesses can't run without it. But you have to remember, like every kayak in the world, it can become re'eina sati lefanecha, re'eina noichi noisin lefnecha mayoim, bracha and klala. And sometimes the very same thing could be the greatest bracha and the greatest klala. Depends if you own it or it owns you. Tayyidin. But everything has to be done with sensitivity, with caution, with seichel. Not from a place of anger and a place of impulse. Not from a place of toxicity and insecurity. From a place of connection and wholesomeness, wholesomeness and deep avas Yisrael and deep avas Hashem and deep avas Atayah. And finally, I make you this final point. I know there's a lot of challenges today with t- children and teenagers and so forth. It's very important to be honest, not to be hypocritical. A child, you know, I have these programs with children on the yeshiva.net. So Torah Anytime streamed a lot of the programs. So one of the, one of the programs, maybe some of you saw, a child asked a question. It says, you know, my tati and mommy don't allow me to have uh, a phone or WhatsApp. And whenever I say I want to see something, I want to watch something, they say, no, you're not allowed or it's not good. He says, but both of them are on it for hours watching things. What am I supposed to tell this child? What am I supposed to tell this child? Now, you could tell your child you have a business to run, you have uh, <coughs> upkeep, you have to email, you have to order things. I have no problem. Somebody got to pay the bills. But when your child is watching you sitting on the couch for hours and then you tell him evil, 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 there's something off about this. It's sometimes worse than anything else. Another very important idea. You could never allow the rules in the house to come between you and your children. Meaning, whatever you do, the most important thing in the house is your relationship with your children. The relationship with your children trumps everything else. Because that is pikuach nafesh. A close emotional relationship between tati and the children and mommy and the children is critical, is vital. So that means... It's important to create boundaries. It's important to set things in place. And when children are very, very young, it's much easier. When they're older, you have to do it with seichel hayosher, with a lot of sensitivity, with a lot of understanding. But don't create chas v'shalom a situation where Yaakov Adinah Sahar, you go with your head straight into the wall. You say, this is what it is. This is what I heard from Rabbi Waiwai. And therefore, you can destroy your relationship with your children. Chas v'shalom. Whatever you do, you have to always make sure that there is a deep connection. You don't sever the cord between you and your children ever. I can't say ever, but 99.99% of cases, even if there's disappointments, even if there's difficult moments, you never sever the relationship because it's this relationship that ultimately helps everybody come back and find their path towards their neshama, and towards their God. My dearest friends, at this great moment of Rosh Chodesh Sivan, when the Jewish people came to Har Sinai united, today too, let us rekindle that flame, that experience of we are united, we are one, when we are negedahar when we are defined by that mountain, when our eyes are gazing at that mountain, it's something that brings us all together. It is the common spark and fire that burns in each of our souls. 
This is that great moment when the Jewish people from all stripes and backgrounds and walks of life and persuasions and different nuschayas and different shittas have that ability to see the mountain, Har Sinai, the mountain of Torah, the mountain of Yiddishkeit, the mountain of mitzvahs, and allow ourselves to be united by this mountain, united in purpose, united in goal, united in ambition. What is this purpose? The purpose is to continue and complete the journey from Har Sinai to Mashiach and the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi and Har HaMiriya. And when we unite together, Keish Echad Balevachad, facing this special mountain, it gives us an energy to be able to be here for each other, love each other, support each other, and always remember to protect each other, to protect our homes, to protect our usage of technology, to create this protection. 613. Thank you, protection 613. So I say to you, Tune into your life and ask yourself, do you own your technology? Does your technology own you? Make those resolutions and schedules in your day that will allow your home and your family as best as possible to be saturated with an ambiance of love, of Kedusha, of Tara, of Yerushamayim, of Avas Hashem, of Avas of Avas Yisrael, an ambiance where there's a simchas achayim, there's a menuchas hanefesh, there's a menuchas hakuf, there is open communication and open conversation, an ambiance where we can share our struggles with each other and share our triumphs with each other because we know that the support and the love is unconditional. I love you, my dearest friends. And I bless you with a freilich in Kabbalah Satayra, Kabbalah Satayra with a simcha, Kabbalah Satayra with a pnimius, Kabbalah Satayra in a way that you were never macabre Torah before, in a deep, personal, and internalized fashion, a Kabbalah Satayra that allows us to tune into the mission statement of Torah, which is ultimately l'sakin oilam b'malchus shindal to repair the entire world, under the kingdom of Hashem, until the great moment when Vahoya Hashem Lamelech Kolars Beimahuya Hashem Echad Ushmayachar and the Medrash Rabbi says that when Mashiach comes and a Jew is gonna to come to a fig tree on Shabbos and you're gonna to wanna to pull the fig tree, the Te'ena is gonna be Tsevachas, the fig tree is gonna scream, Shabbos Hayoim, it's Shabbos, it's Shabbos, it's Shabbos. So I will add to this Medrash, Mashiach will come be Amani, he'll go on the You'll go on the internet, and if you want to do anything with the internet that is not there for, it's not what the internet was created for, the internet is going to start screaming. The internet is going to start saying, Shabbos Hayoyim. I was created to bring Shabbos into the world. I was created to bring Torah into the world. I was created to saturate the world with Kedusha, with Tara, with Yerushamayim. Don't abuse me utilize me, elevate me, sublimate me, and in that process, sublimate yourself. And today we can already hear the whispers of the Geula. We can hear the footsteps, the ikvis of the Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach. That today, when we use the internet, when we use technology, we have to remember its great purpose to be mekadeh shem shamayim and to be megala to reveal that ein oid milvadoi. Thank you very, very much.